I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings, and welcome to Thoughts from the Hairy Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. I'm Mike Meharry, and this is Episode 9 of Thoughts from the Hairy Head. I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to tell you why nullification through state refusal to cooperate with the feds works. The other night, I was reading a Calvin and Hobbes compilation as I was winding down getting ready for bed, and I made a wonderful discovery about my favorite comic strip character. Calvin understands nullification. Let me set this up for you. The first panel of this particular strip shows Calvin running through the house. In the second panel, his mother's disembodied voice scolds him. Calvin, stop running through the house! In panel three, our intrepid six-year-old pauses with a smile, and he says this, The law is on the books, but it would take all their resources to enforce it. In the very last panel, all you see are Calvin's feet as he exits the frame. He's clearly running with his mother's voice emphatically screaming behind him, Calvin! You see, Calvin has a firm grasp on nullification through noncompliance. He vividly illustrates the strategy James Madison recommended to keep the federal government in check in Federalist 46, refusal to cooperate with officers of the Union. You see, the dirty little secret is the federal government doesn't have the personnel and resources to enforce and implement every law, program, rule, regulation, and mandate it comes up with. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of them. So it relies on state and local governments to do the heavy lifting. Do you remember the government shutdown a few years ago? Well, during that time, the National Association for Governors admitted, quote, states are partners with the federal government in implementing most federal programs, end quote. Now think about that for a second. If states refuse to cooperate, it leaves the feds in what my stepdad used to call a mel of a hess. Madison said this type of non-cooperation in even one state would create impediments. And if a bunch of states all say no, it can completely obstruct federal efforts. What this all means is that states can impede or obstruct most federal programs. That's quite a bit of power to wield. Now, some of you hearing this don't believe me. In fact, I think most Americans, at least at some level, view the federal government as this massive, invincible, all-powerful entity that we can't possibly defy and get away with it. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the federal government certainly has a lot of power. But the reality is more like the Wizard of Oz. Despite the bluster and swagger, the feds have a resource problem. Let me give you just one example. With just six weeks to go before the first retail marijuana outlets officially opened in Colorado, the feds apparently felt like they needed to make some kind of statement. So they've raided more than a dozen Denver medical marijuana businesses and two homes. This is what the Denver Post reported on these raids. Quote, In the largest federal raid on Colorado marijuana businesses since medical marijuana became legal, federal law enforcement agents, with an assist from local police officers, executed search and seizure warrants at multiple dispensaries and cultivation facilities, at least a dozen in Denver alone. End quote. Now notice this was a massive operation. The largest raid since medical marijuana was legalized in Colorado. They hit about 12 shops in Denver Metro. Now, that might sound pretty impressive until you consider, at the time, there were about 400 such businesses in the Denver area alone. In other words, the feds impacted about 3% of the medical marijuana business in Denver, one single city in a state of 5.2 million people. Heck, a major snowstorm causes more disruption than that. And consider this, quote, federal law enforcement agents with an assist from local police officers, end quote. There it is, state and local cooperation. These gun-toting federal snowflakes couldn't even pull off this so-called massive operation on their own. They depended on help from local law enforcement to disrupt less than 3% of the medical marijuana business in one city. And if history provides any indication, those businesses that the feds raided likely reopened within days. It happens all the time in California. The feds spent a vast amount of money and expended tremendous resources to disrupt that paltry 3% of currently operating businesses. Americans for Safe Access calculates that a direct raid on a medical marijuana dispensary costs around $300,000, and investigative costs run about $12 million per raid. That means the DEA spent roughly $3.6 million on the raids themselves, plus investigative costs. Even if we play generous and assume that all 12 raids fell within the same investigative umbrella, that still means the DEA just blew $15.6 million. I can't emphasize this enough. 3% in one city, in one state. Now think about this for a second. The annual DEA budget runs about $2.87 billion. Shutting down all of the dispensaries in Denver alone would cost more than twice the total DEA budget, based on the numbers that we have. You know, it's pretty funny because the timing of these raids indicates that the feds wanted to make a point. And boy, they sure did. Their point? They are feckless. They are failing. They are lashing out while fighting a losing battle. In fact, the movement to legalize marijuana through state action shows just how powerless the federal government really is. No matter what you might think about weed, the undeniable fact is the federal government has absolutely no constitutional authority to regulate pot within the borders of a state. If you doubt me, ask yourself this question. 
Why did it take a constitutional amendment for alcohol prohibition? The exact same policy the feds currently carry out on weed. Of course, these days, constitutional constraints mean nothing to the political class. So the feds continue to insist nobody in America can possess marijuana for any reason. Yeah, you see how well that's working, right? Despite the federal laws, in 1996, California voters approved a ballot measure legalizing marijuana for medical use. The feds cracked down, and the medical marijuana business grew. Then the politically connected lawyer sitting on the Supreme Court stepped in and affirmed this non-existent federal power. It was a big win for the feds, and the medical marijuana business grew. Pretty soon, other states began legalizing medical pot. The feds kept cracking down. In fact, Obama cracked down more than Bush and Clinton combined. And the medical marijuana business kept growing. Today, nearly half the states in the union have legal medical marijuana programs. And three states have legalized marijuana completely, Colorado, Washington, and Alaska. This, my friends, is nullification in action. Oh, the laws remain on the books. The federal government still insists it's illegal to have marijuana anywhere in the United States for any purpose. But the feds can't enforce their law. For all practical purposes, the states have nullified federal marijuana prohibition. You see, Calvin is right. The law is on the books, but it would take all their resources to enforce it. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from a Hairy Head. Tune in next week and I'll continue this discussion and talk about why we shouldn't be afraid of standing up to the feds. I really appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and spread the word. And if you haven't already, subscribe to Thoughts from a Hairy Head over at iTunes. Feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. That's michael.m-a-h-a-r-r-e-y at 10thamendmentcenter.com. Thanks again for tuning in and have a great week.